Yeah, it's been a real chore looking up all that anatomy reference material in that Catwoman costume. Let me tell you what, you know, I'm like sure. it's, 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 it's tough. Your your sacrifice is appreciated, Mark. I was just gonna say somebody has to do the job, <laughs> and I'm willing to do the job. So yeah. but no, I got sidetracked into that Batman Returns print that I'm working on for this thing that we'll talk about. I guess we can talk about it. Now. So, some would say Ukrainians defending their land are, you know, the real heroes of 2022, but I think it's it's Mark Ouellette looking at pictures of Anne Hathaway in a cat suit for to to make art. I mean, I agree. <laughs> and I accept your <laughs> adulation. Adulation. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Adulation. I was like, commendation? Commendation seems really lofty considering he's seriously trying to shit on my head right now for what I'm doing. But uh oh, I will accept your adulation for the sacrifice that I'm making right now. It's hard work. It's hard work. Uh support you the Ukraine though, you know what I mean? For Ukraine. Fuck Vladimir Putin. Right in his silly fuckhole. Yep. Anyways, welcome back, listeners, to Dance Robot Dance. This is the 293rd episode of our weekly podcast where we talk about all things geeky and nerdy from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. I am Tim, coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, going to be hosting this week's gory fucking episode. And with me, I've got my partner in crime, Mark from St. Catharines. What is up, party people? <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> It's it's gonna be a weird one. It's only been three or four days since we recorded last, because I was away, and so we had kind of a compressed recording schedule. But yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's been it's been a very busy week, doing a lot of catch up on stuff and uh, that kind of thing from from being away. Yes, it has been a busy week. <laughs> I had some good news this week, I guess. So we can talk about that right off the top. You want to share your your news? I will. Yeah. So I've been working with a, a couple groups in this poster nonsense that I've been doing, but like just got into, I got good news this week and I'll be in the alternative movie poster.com 30 X 30 show in the fall, I believe, where what was 30 artists who are picking 30 posters or something like that, or 30 movies from 1992 or from 30 years ago. I don't know. There's a lot of thirties involved, but there's only two thirties <laughs> in the name. I'm not sure exactly what the key is here, but either way, there's 30 of us doing art. I think I can't remember anymore. You have to make at least 30 versions of the file before it yes. gets the final one or something like that, too, I think is part of it. I mean, you know how I work anyway, so like it's not <laughs> like that's not part of the process yeah. is doing it 4,000 times. And then redrawing big chunks of it 4,000 times, so there's that also. <laughs> yeah, so no, I'll be in that show at the end of the year. My prints will be available for sale on their site, I think. there I, I haven't exactly chosen which one I'm going to be putting forward, but I have like three or four of them on the go right now including the aforementioned batman returns that everybody knew i was working on anyway because it's mark mark draws batman yeah and that much that catwoman costume i like that catwoman costumes so draw mm-hmm. all i was seeing some stuff this week about the spinoff movie that they were once planning with michelle pfeiffer's catwoman that would have been a movie i would have watched i probably would have watched it too it would have been part of my sexual awakening i mean it's also like when you really go back and as i said when we did that episode she's barely catwoman really no you know what I mean, like she's like her name is Selena Kyle and she dresses up like a cat, but like she has a whip. Yeah. And it bears no other resemblance to the character that I recognize from the comics otherwise. No. But like very iconic performance, though. This is true. It's great in that movie, you know? Just, yes. Doing a lot of photo reference for her, too, the last little while. <laughs> she's a tiny human, eh? Just like picking one for the team. Just tiny. Like a like very small, mini oh, yeah? human. Yeah. She's, I have such I have such a bad grasp of like with 
you know, except for like the obvious ones, like everybody knows like Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise are short and shit like that. But like, yeah, yeah like, you know, the Dwayne's like huge, right? Like who's yeah, like exactly. the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's so many of those just sort of like generic mid range fucking stars that I'm just like, I have no, you could be fucking like seven feet tall. You could be five feet tall. I have no idea. So you, when you go to more like less, cause you go to dragon con, like that's your con and it's a very fan driven yeah. con. So you don't see like, they don't drag celebrities through to do like pressy shit at dragon con as much as you yeah, would not get as at much. fan expo. So I'm used to kind of seeing them like dragging, like, like I remember running, I met charisma carpenter. Okay. I had no idea it was her because she was, she's actually like five foot six. She's very average height. And mm-hmm. to me being on TV and being this like, kind of sex symbol-y like goddess or whatever i figured she'd be like five foot nine five foot ten like cheerleading whatever right like amazon no yeah very very like just tiny human being hmm. there michelle geller in fact also you want to see tiny she makes you look like me <laughs> that one i can see because even in that series you know even yeah. against like they play it up like seth green is not like a tall dude and like she's yeah. even sort of towers over buffy in that show right it's true. It's always funny watching her against Brian. Brian is a big dude. Like he's a six foot. Oh two. yeah, Brian is. And and uh, uh, Nicholas, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, or Zan- yeah, that plays Xander. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not as tall, but like yeah, Brian is like six two. He, he was he was almost Batman at one point. They almost put him in the cowl. And when Bale mm. got it, yeah, he was up for it when Bale got it. And yeah, he's a big dude too. So yeah, but yeah, I, I have the same problem. I I'll see somebody and be like, how tall are they? I don't. Why are we yeah. talking about this for so long? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Because well, there's hardly any news this week because we only recorded a few days ago. Yeah, uh, the, fir- the first thing I had was related to our meat of the episode this week. We did get a teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, for season three of The Boys, which, I mean, it's it's a boys trailer. It's full of fucking gore and insanity and tension. And now fucking Billy Butcher has powers. And wow. It's an act also appearing finally in uh, some boys material so that's pretty cool yeah. uh soldier boy will be making his first appearance i didn't see him i think he only shows up in costume i, I didn't see him without the cowl at any point in that trailer when they, they take him out of the freezing thing in in one point in the trailer and he's like okay. scruffy bearded and stuff like that i know my jensen i know him anywhere under a beard oh was that was that him at the very end of the trailer then with the beard yeah. and everything oh okay yeah. okay I, I hardly fucking recognize him because he had like a huge huge beard on his face there they're shooting him very like chris evansy uh i'm noticing he's got that like yeah yeah doing those low angle like shoot shoot his jaw shoot his jaw shoot his jaw big, kind of yeah thing. big big jaw big chest kind of thing yeah so yeah i mean all the news this week is fucking trailers we also got the obi-wan trailer which wasn't all on tatooine so there's that there's a lot of it on tatooine but not all yeah. of it there was some some cool you know dark side shit going on i guess First order or whatever you want to call it. No, I guess I guess that's the Empire at that point. That's the rise of the Empire because we're in between episodes three and four. Yeah, this is uh this is all Empire. Those are Inquisitors, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the Inquisitors with some of them are like straight out of Clone Wars, like the ones with the rotating double ended lightsabers and that that sort of thing. So there's some cool shit. Some straight out of Fallen Order. You gotta play Fallen Order. All those characters I think are from Fallen Order. I think they're oh, yeah? the, the, the guys that hunt you as Cad or Kale or whatever your name is, Cal. I can't remember what his name is. No, Cal, uh, Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. It? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Cad, Bane was, Cad Bane was the bounty hunter that yeah, yeah the blue dude from that uh, got Boba ended Fett. in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, looked good. Fucking seeing 
Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan is just, I'm, I'm so happy with that. They played a little bit of Duel of the Fates theme from <laughs> the worst. Phantom Menace. Oh, that fucking lightsaber fight, that was fantastic. Really? Where they like don't touch each other and like don't do anything to each other for 25 minutes? You think that's fun? That's good. Oh, okay. I loved cool. it. Cool. I mean, it was cool. it was so I remember that just being fucking mind blowing to me in the theater being like, holy shit, this is what Jedi can do at like full strength, like height of the order kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it 46 times in the first weekend. It, <laughs> yeah. All I see is choreography now. Yeah. Like all I see is choreography now, so it doesn't like matter anymore. Yeah, none of the prequel I remember the first time I saw a prequel set lightsaber duel, I was like, oh, these are cool. And then, like, after that first weekend, I was like, I don't need to see another one of these ever again. <laughs> and then there's 14 more of them in the next two movies, and they're all just as exciting. Yeah. We also got the Star Trek trailer, which sort of got overshadowed by the Obi-Wan oh. trailer. CBS. <laughs> we got the nice. trailer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Which looks great. Looks fucking beautiful. Yep. Very classic Trekkie. Even using the theme. Like, they're even yeah, yeah. hinting at the old, like, Alex Vestas theme and stuff like that, too. Yeah. It's just cool as shit. So, like, yeah, but both in sort of tone and in visual style, it was yeah. very hearkening back to, to original series kind of thing. So, yeah, that looked great. I fuck, I hope they don't fuck that up. Yeah, same here. Get me back aboard the Enterprise, but please don't <laughs> fuck this up for me. I, I like, I am. Yeah, I and like honestly, CBS. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> I think they even fumbled the release because the YouTube video, maybe it what just wasn't available in Canada or something like that. But like, I don't know. there's a video on YouTube. Like the trailer went up on YouTube on Paramount and CBS's and whatever's uh, channel, and then a bunch of fucking articles linked to it, embed it as they do, and then you go back and read those articles later, and the fucking video is just gone. They're the worst. Like they actually have no idea what they're doing. Like it's fucking embarrassing. Like who? Like if you're if you've got that scheduled on that day and you get up and you're like, ah, I guess I gotta post that trailer today. And then you look at social media and all you see is that the competing star franchise <laughs> has fucking exploded the internet with yeah. the one show everybody has been begging them for for fucking like three decades. Mm-hmm. And like you still post this thing. <laughs> No, you take the fucking day off and let it simmer. You know what I mean? Like, Let's do it the next day. The next day, dude, everything will die down. You're fine. Yeah, you're totally fine. You do it the same day. It's fucking Star Wars. So like, and especially with Star Trek now, where the fan base is just like, oh, Lord, how bad is this one going to be? Like, <laughs> what are we in for now? It's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we see the Obi-Wan trailer and we're like, oh, we're jealous. Because, yeah, that looks dope. And the Strange New Worlds one. I mean, it looks like it looks better than what we've been getting, but it does not still super fill me with confidence. So we'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yep. We also got a trailer for the final season of Better Call Saul, which is also just full of great fucking shit. Yeah. It's just, it's just Saul Goodman, you know, fucking really doubling down on the sleazy lawyer shit because he's just over trying to be a good guy because it just never works out for him when he does. And this is just like, oh man. You know, this is the best villain origin story of all fucking time, I think. I, like, I cannot fucking wait for this show, like, for that show to be, to start airing, so that everybody can tell me that it's awesome, and then I can just mute everybody for eight weeks, and then <laughs> when it's all done, I could sit down and binge it all in one day, and just be like, oh, yay, right in the <laughs> eyes, for eight hours, and then I'm done. 
So nothing after. will feel good for like three weeks after that. <laughs> ever. Ever. Ever again. Until like the <laughs> next batch of episodes comes out in July or whatever. Yeah. And then it's over and we're fucked. I don't know what we're going to do after that. We just got to watch Breaking Bad again. Vince Gilligan better have a fucking plan for us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do we know what Vince Gilligan's going to do after Better Call Saul? Does he talk about it? I hope he takes a vacation and then he fucking gets back to goddamn work and gets me a new TV show because, uh, yeah, that's what I want from him, really. Yeah. It'd be cool to get him on like one of our, our big crazy franchises or something. He'd do great on like a fucking dark ass like fucking hbo max dc show yeah man absolutely an arkham asylum show or some shit like that well we already got that fucking arkham show coming i guess apparently yeah apparently instead of gcpd now. did we did we get all of that proper uh in last week's episode or do you want to go over that stuff or while we well yeah we we did talk, did about, talk about those did you talk about the they fucking revamped their whole fucking schedule again this week too DC? Yeah, we didn't get that in last week. Uh, yeah, DC did change their roster. Oh, we got a Deadpool 3 director, it looks like. Yeah? Yeah, the guy who directed Free Guy, Sean Levy? Oh, yeah, Sean Levy. Right, right, right. Deadpool 3. So, that was news for this week as well. So, that's kind of cool. So, basically, all of DC's docket got pushed back. So, you know, they just put out that fucking sizzle reel being like, look at all the great shit we have coming out in 2022. And now most of it is coming out in 2023. So, yeah. <laughs> Black Adam got pushed back to October. Aquaman, which was going to be a Christmas release, got pushed back until March. And The Flash got pushed back until next summer, until June 2023. <sighs> uh,. I mean, I'd rather if, you know, if it's going to take them that long to get it right, then I'd rather have them just put it off. But I mean, how many times has Flash been delayed now? This story is actually that it's like special effects backlogs. Like they're having trouble keeping up with the pipeline of special effects they require. Like the Flash requires mm-hmm. something like 2,500 special effects shots. And they're Sounds like, surprising. and like they've shot chunks of it, but they're expecting most of the movie to be completed in reshoots technically now because they're rewriting it again, probably. They're always mm-hmm. rewriting that movie. That movie exists in a constant state of fucking Schrodinger's rewrites. Because <laughs> Barry goes back and keeps fucking with the timeline no, and, keeps and keeps rewriting it. Generally speaking, if you're writing a time travel story and you're going back while you're shooting the movie and doing rewrites, things are probably going to go off the fucking rails somewhere in this movie. I, I like, mm, yeah, okay. You know, cool. I'm glad they're taking more time, though. Yeah, I mean, if it's a situation like, you know, they're just trying to give the effect house a little more time to not have to do it really grindy and long hours and that kind of thing, then I'm good with that. Yep. Oh, and then the other things that we were talking about, we did sort of mention last week that that Gotham Central series apparently has kind of now been retooled into an Arkham series, which I'm sure will still end up involving James Gordon and, you know, the GCPD to an extent. It's just be maybe focused more on Arkham. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. I I really don't know what like. There's so many plans that they have. Like, this is DC in a nutshell, right? Like, this is what they do every time they have like even the slightest glimmer of success. They just start fucking announcing <laughs> five trillion things based on it. Yeah, they just start throwing all their eggs into that basket. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I, I watched the well-oiled machine across the street, and I'm just like, yeah, all right, I'm cool. You know, <laughs> we're, we're just waiting for Doctor Strange now. Like, that's fine. Like, that's where we're at. 
and like DC just seems to scramble every time they get something like they get even the they, they get patted on the head by anybody, and all of a sudden they're like, oh fuck, this is my new fucking life and my new you know best friend. Now Matt Reeves is our god. It's James Gunn, right? Like that's how we got Peacemaker, and Peacemaker was fucking yeah. great, right? Because they were like, the Suicide Squad did great. Let's fucking make that Peacemaker show. Yeah. Okay, that was great. So <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Like sometimes it works out when you have James Gunn, but like. Yeah. I don't know, you know? I don't know. But the other one that sort of, I think, had been kind of rumored and now seems to be sort of greenlit is the Penguin. I think probably going to be like a miniseries. I don't know if it's going to be the an Penguin ongoing felt, series I necessarily. The Penguin one was like pretty much solid. Uh, like it was probably the most solid out of all of them. I think the Catwoman mm-hmm. one getting like really confirmed this week was the one that was more most talked about, like the most news was around. Like the mm-hmm. most surprised was that like, that was there and like nobody had really been talking about it beforehand. But it, yeah. like, Colin Farrell's been talking about that fucking Penguin show since like they even like started talking about it. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm fucking doing that. We're doing that all the time, <laughs> all day, every day." He's an EP on that. He's yeah. he's going to be actually producing that in part. Cause, I mean, it sound, looks like he just had a fucking blast playing that character, even though he's having to do all the makeup and everything. So. I've seen it twice now, and I can definitely confirm that he is absolutely having way too much fun playing that character. Like that second scene where he's talking to, like, when he's telling, calling them world's greatest detective and, like, mm-hmm. giving them shit for how bad their Spanish is. Oh, yeah. He's enjoying every fucking second of that. And I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I, I expect him coming back and basically getting to do the Sopranos in uh, Gotham City would probably be something he's looking forward to. So, I very much felt like the vibe they were going for. So, hey, man, I'll watch that fucking show then. That's cool with me. So, yeah. and I'll watch that Catwoman show. The Arkham one, I don't know, man. Even like, especially having rewatched it, that fucking Joker scene just sticks out like such a sore thumb in the middle of that movie, like at the end of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like a glaring, shiny sore thumb. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely cool content that they can pull from Absolutely. for an Arkham series, right? Yeah. Absolutely. We will see. Very last thing that I had was just sort of following up on something we talked about last week and the whole Disney contributing to shitty politicians that supported this don't say gay bill is that Bob Chapek, the current CEO of the Disney company finally realized, Oh wait, people are actually pissed off about this. So rather than saying that they're not going to donate to those specific politicians, they basically just said, we're going to pause all of our political donations right now because, you know, Disney just wants to be fucking Switzerland and all this shit. They don't want to be, you know, appear like they're taking sides. Because, you know, if they alienate half of their audience that are fucking conservative nut jobs, then that's a big fucking part of their market, right? Well, they just don't want anybody throwing fucking Molotov cocktails at their precious parks in Florida either. They have a <laughs> lot of crazies in Florida who may actually try and burn the park down. So they probably don't want that happening. Well, you do, you do have to walk through the metal detectors to get in and everything. They have, they have body scanners. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to believe that those are as effective as everybody else wants to believe that they are, but I do not. Uh, no, I mean, good for Disney for trying to be on the right side of history for the first time ever, I guess. I mean, <laughs> eventually, a broken clock is right. Well, it's just so weird because Disney has been a company that has benefited so much from the talent and skill of LGBT plus creators. Like going back to the nineties, like the their nineties animation renaissance was like, you know, hugely impacted by on 
Justin Jean. Well, and, and uh, Andrea, uh, was Andrea Deja? Yes. Like one of the big fucking animators that was part, a huge part of that renaissance and so did so many of the key character art yes for back in those days so that's just one example like one of the earlier examples in the past like 30 years there's countless fucking examples of of queer contributors to Di- the disney legacy and just so it's just so weird and i'm sure that's part of you know they just got called out by so many of their, their own people right and that okay well <laughs> we this is gonna look really bad if all of these people that you know work for us now or used to work for us at some point are fucking calling us out kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, they won Oscars on the back of Elton John. So like, you'd think they'd want to be mm-hmm. like, you know, keep their shit straight. He's made them a yeah. lot of money, <laughs> like a lot of money. So anyway, he was the one who was bitching the most about it this week. From what I saw on, his, on Twitter, like he was, mm-hmm. you know, he's a catty man. So I love Sir Elton. Yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway. <laughs> That was everything that I had. Did I miss anything? Uh, no. We I mean we talked about Deadpool. I mean that that confirms that movie's happening at Disney at yes. some point. They have a director, which is more than like we have script ideas for banding about, which is what they've been saying since the merger happened. Yeah. Um. So like that's kind of cool. Um. Other than that, it's been like everybody's just talking and playing Elden Ring. That's all. All the headlines on the video game side have been about is just Elden Ring and how it doesn't run on PC properly. As I am well aware, watching the Obi Wan trailer and ignoring the Stranger Worlds trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, then we can move on to our Geek of the Week, which is the segment where we both describe the nerdiest thing we've done in the past week or so. In this case, the past four days or so. Mark, what's your Geek of the Week? Uh, I've been just playing Horizon. Uh, I'm trying to get through Forbidden West. I'm not a hundred percent happy with it. A little like it's got this weird. Like it looks amazing and you can tell it's real polished, like a triple A kind of like masterpiece or whatever they want to call it. But it's got all these weird fucked up interface problems where like it requires you to hold up the climb up to a point and then all of a sudden it just stops and you have to jump. But if you're not doing the exact right grasping like motion that she's supposed to be doing when you hit the jump button, she's just going to fly off and probably land on top of the dinosaur that's chasing you, which will then cut your fucking head off in one hit because basically like it's just like it feels like the difficulty curve in this game is completely jacked and part of it's because the interface doesn't work every time like it misses inputs and shit so like i'm enjoying it because it's beautiful and it looks awesome and then i'm like what did i write i was bitching about it to paul in text so like <laughs> it's like the kind of triple a glitchy where it got nines but it misses inputs and aloy does a bunch of weird shit like climbing will just be holed up on the analog stick until suddenly you need to jump but if she's not in her little grasping pose, you jump and she'll totally miss for just fucking random reasons because she wasn't in her little grasping pose that the game requires you to do so that she'll connect with the next like jump point. Plus, the second area has a bunch of mobs running around that will one shot you from a mile away with no real warning. So like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it needed another patch. And like, it feels like every fucking game that I play the last little while, if I play a game inside the six months that it came out, I just put it down and I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to sit here and wait for a patch. So I don't know why they put games out anymore when like people are paying $90 to beta test fucking video games for them. Like Elden Ring is just <laughs> bad. Like I can't even get Elden Ring to run. I run a 9900K with a 3090 and Elden Ring stutters on my rig. Really? Like, uh, like it stutters like 
one of us on a caffeine bender trying to do a podcast episode is how bad it stutters. <laughs> like it's brutal. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to replay Arkham Asylum, I guess. Cause at least I know that game's 15 years old. And it's not broken. Yeah. Like it'll be all patched up and run properly. So that when I'm done that, maybe Elden Ring or Horizon are actually patched up to the point where like they're playable and I'm not going to pitch a $90 PlayStation 5 controller through my $1,000 TV screen. Like, <sighs> so I've been painting Batman Returns more than anything really the last couple of days because I play like an hour of Horizon and it does something fucking dumb and then it makes me repeat like this really long timing sequence. And then it'll do exactly the same dumb fucking thing again. And I got to repeat the timing set. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to play Mortal Kombat for 10 minutes. And then I'm just going to go to bed. After smoking 16 more dabs. Like, I'm just going to smoke a bunch of dabs. Go to bed. <laughs> fuck this. It's dumb. So yeah, that's been my geek of the week. It's just struggling with AAA games that are not like finished when they're released. Like I don't understand why we're putting up with this. We didn't used to put up with this. Can you imagine pre-internet? Like when they couldn't patch things to a hard drive. Yeah. Like putting out a game that just basically doesn't fucking work. Like there was literally a spot that was like, you have to interact with a, a point in this room so that the next interaction point will spawn kind of thing. But the, mm -hmm. the first interaction point just wasn't there. It was telling me to go there. Like the indicator was like, you're a meter away from this thing. But I'm like, there's nothing there for me to like hit triangle to interact with. Mm -hmm. It's just not appearing to leave the room, come back in. And then it fucking spawned. And I'm like, <sighs> no, like that's your shit boys you know <laughs> anyway don't buy shit until it's out for six months then you're not paying also you're not paying 90 dollars for it then too right you're paying 40 dollars for it and it's all patched up yeah don't get excited for games release dates get excited for six months after them or be like me and and don't play spider-man until like five years after it comes out or whatever yeah, you you took your life in your own hands starting to play miles morales in the year that it was originally <laughs> released yeah Again, I saw Batman again this week, and that was finally like my my little nephew, who was like eleven or twelve. It was like his first Batman in the theater experience. Mm -hmm. He was very excited. So to him, it's the best Batman movie of all time, right? Whereas I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Dark Knight's better still. For I do, we will get together eventually. But I'm like, you're old enough now. I think like if you could sit through that, you could totally sit through these Arkham games now. Yeah. And it's like see his eyes get big. Like I beat Spider Man, and I'm like, oh yeah, Batman. That's next. I think if you sat through that movie and you got through the Spider Man game. I gotta get my 11 year old nephew through a Batman game now. Let's see how that works out. Nice. That's, probably, that's probably what I'm doing while my everybody's away on vacation is playing PlayStation with Bennett, just getting him through Arkham Asylum. Good times. Nice. Anyway, my geek of the week I got a new phone. My old phone was a Pixel 2, and it was pretty oh, fucking Lord. old. And yeah, it was starting to get really laggy and started doing some real weird shit on our vacation last week that put me in a panic and i'd had a pixel 6 pro on basically on like back order because of the chip shortages and shit for yeah. like a, a month or more now there was a period where they weren't even taking orders for them it was just like here put your name on this list and we'll tell you when they're available and then one day i just checked the website like the google store and it was like yeah you can pre-order it now and it will probably come at the beginning of march i was like fuck it i'll put the order in and then that way i don't have to worry about getting on your fucking stupid waiting list and everything is that the premier android phone right now like i don't i yeah not i'm way outside of like i'm not even in the loop for like a new iphone till like next year so i'm like i don't have to pay attention to anything the pixel 6s just came out like last year and the pro version has 
a little bit bigger screen. It's way bigger than my last phone in yeah. terms of uh, in terms of screen size, like a, a good fucking inch bigger, I think. But which is I'm not crazy about, but don't hate. Yeah, used to it. I love my like I miss it because now I'm on a I'm on a regular iPhone now, and I'm used to using a pro size or like the, the max mm-hmm. size or whatever. I miss the big like almost phablet like in your hand kind of thing. I am a giant though, so. I love yeah. that. I have smaller hands, but the yeah. the pro the main reasons I wanted it were because it's got a faster processor, it's got double the storage, it's got or the one that I got anyways is two two hundred fifty six gigs of storage rather than one hundred twenty eight because my Pixel two was one twenty eight and it was starting to get full. The Pixels do uh, SD like can you still put a card in those? No, no, you still can't. Yeah, on the Pixels, oh. you even even on my two they weren't expandable. Headphones, headphone jack. I just wanted to. Nope. My pixel, even my two, even my two didn't have a that that was the one jack? thing that they one of the things they got rid of between the Pixel One and Pixel Two. I always laugh because like everybody comes like they'll always come for Apple for that shit when they do it first, but then like the next model of everybody else's phones will do exactly the same fucking thing that Apple's doing. Hey, right? You know what? You know what my fucking Pixel Six has though? A USB C charger. Oh fuck! I wish that's the one thing. Like that's why <laughs> I didn't upgrade this year. Actually, I was gonna grab like a uh, what came off this year? Thirteen. And it's because it's got the nice chamfered like square edges finally again, like the iPhone yeah. 5 did. And I'm like, fuck, finally a body shape that doesn't look like it's going to slip out of your hand like a so, like a slick bar of soap. Fuck <laughs> sakes, these things. Yeah, before I put the case on this one, it was it was pretty slippy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I've got a big otter box on it now. And then, yeah. but then I got my iPad Pro, which has USB-C, and I'm like, ooh, if the 13's got USB-C, that's sick, and I can switch, just switch over, right? Like, just mm-hmm. give it up. And everything's USB-C now. Nope. Those fuckers, lightning again. Yeah, lightning. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, I can wait till the fucking 14. Then I don't give a shit. This 11's <laughs> fine. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, this is more storage, faster processor, and I think a little bit more memory as well. Yeah. So like, I figure, you know, by spending the extra couple hundred bucks to get the pro, I'll probably get at least another six months to a year out of it before I want to upgrade again. Because I tend to keep phones for like. You know, when I don't know when the fucking two came out, like I've probably had this for three years or longer kind of thing. Yeah. Like I keep phones for at least a few years. So I try to do like two years on them, but like I'm real picky about like, you know what I'm like, uh, new toys and yeah, whatever. And if you give me the opportunity to give an upgrade, I'll take it. So my frustration is just like every time I get a new phone or a new device, like they, they make it as e- you know, pretty fucking easy to move all your shit over. Right. But like there's always like those third-party apps that don't come from the google store that you then have to download the apks again like the the installers for well i don't know you don't know what that's like because you can't fucking download or put third-party shit on an apple phone i don't have to do any of that shit and that's why i like the apple phone because like the phone my iphone in particular is like the one device that i don't want like i don't want to fuck up because i was doing something dumb to it you know what I mean? because i'm the guy who'll do fucking dumb shit to basically every device i own so like my phone i'm like keep it locked down I like that it's Apple. It's all set up nice. It runs fucking flawlessly basically all the time. And then like, and this isn't even me like trying to fucking preach at you about the iPhone. I don't give a fuck what kind of phone anybody uses. Use whatever phone you fucking feel like. If you want to live in the fucking Stone Ages on Android or whatever, go nuts. It's fine. You know? But like, whatever. My problem is I just can't switch now. Like, I'm I'm rooted into this ecosystem. Yeah. Because like, now I sign into a, a, a new iPhone. I sign into my Apple ID. It's like, oh, this is a new iPhone. Is this you? Do you want this, this to be your new iPhone? And like, yep. Like, fine, fuck it, takes it over. It's just like your old iPhone moved on to new hardware. Perfect. Well, that's pretty much what Android does now, too, right? Yeah. It's just like you can do it through the cloud if you want to, but they also give you like a, a C to C USB cable and say, yeah. here, just plug these into each other. What do you want to copy over? 
okay yeah. half an hour later it's done it's all fucking set up yeah. and the only thing the only thing that's a pain is you have to go through and fucking like re-log into some of your apps and shit that like the login information might not transfer over sometimes that happens just when like an ios updates happened uh, for for me it was so like fuck it doesn't really bother me too much yeah that's cool though i'm glad you're like up to date again because having it both phones sucks I you can carry more music around with you all the time because you don't use streaming like a normal person. Well, I I've been using streaming more. I mean, I still carry my fucking iPod with me, but I've I've been paying for YouTube music now because I don't want to fucking pay Ooh. Spotify. But uh, and I I like I like having YouTube music because like I've been teaching through like you know just music that I've watched on YouTube and shit like that. It it probably knows more about my music taste than any other music app does. So. So Paul's using it now, actually, and he's recommended it to me a couple times. Like, it's got a desktop Windows desktop app that's yeah. as functional as Spotify's, which is uh, the reason why I've been experimenting with Apple Music, and I hate it because of iTunes. Like, having to use I use, mm-hmm. like, listen to music on my desktop all the time while I'm working, and if I have to use iTunes, A, it's blinding because they don't have a dark mode on that fucking terrible 400-year-old <laughs> app, and B, like, I can't do stuff like that I can do in Spotify very easily. Like, I can take what I'm listening to on my desktop and send it to my phone and then go out to my car and hook up and it, it works perfectly and then exactly yeah, yeah. Like the reverse, all that stuff works. You can't do that with Apple Music and it's driving me insane. So yeah. apparently YouTube Music has that functionality also. Yeah, YouTube Music will work through Android Auto. Yeah, yeah, I, I can go. I have to kill my Spotify account at some point and I'll, I'll probably go to YouTube Music as opposed to Apple, even though I would by default, I would probably just go to Apple, but it just fucks my Windows experience up too badly to do it that way. It drives yeah. me crazy. So, yeah. You know. yeah. So, Pixel 6 Pro is my geek of the week. Well, that means we can move on to our meat of the episode. Bloody animated meat. Which I'm pretty sure is also the descriptor that I used for Invincible, but we'll go with it here too. It also applies. We use it a lot whenever we do like Paul's anime stuff too, because like, Oh, yeah, some like super gore shit going on in those things. Well, that, that's normally fucking like nightmare fuel animated ah, me. <laughs> I love it. You know, I fucking so, love it. So we watched The Boys Presents Diabolical this week, which is the sort of animated anthology series that is basically just kind of to keep people interested in the boys media in between season two and season three because season three you know, kind of got delayed due to COVID. So it's an eight episode series. Everyone is done in a different animation style with a different creative team. And they're only like about 12, 11 or 12 minutes each. So they're little fucking like bite sized pieces. There's some of them are directly tied into the series. Some of them are fucking not connected at all to the series and don't even seem like they're in the same fucking universe and shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so kind of all over the place. I figure what we might as well do is is just you know bite these off in in little one episode at a time sort of thing. So you can give me a little recap of the plot of each episode, and then we'll just talk about that episode, and then we'll just kind of talk about the whole thing at the end together. Okay, sure. So, Mark, what is the plot of the first episode, Laser Babies Day Out? Uh I don't remember anymore. Oh, yeah. This is the one. This has. Okay. So, first, this is done in like kind of like a Looney Tunes or like maybe more like the, the Wikipedia says 90s. Yeah. It's like 90s. the Animaniacs, like Tiny Tunes style. Kind of. Yeah. Fair enough. And it's written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And then what it is is a, a lab assistant at Voight is Bot. lonely. Bot? Voight? Voight? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Bot. 
is lonely and like kind of a klutz and that is experimenting on like he's doing experiments on a baby like one of the laser eye babies from season is that one was that season one or season two where they yeah that i think that egg? was towards the end of season one yeah that so that basically that baby. i don't know it's not probably not that exact baby but it, whatever you can apply it's whatever you fucking want it to be your imagination <laughs> you do whatever you want it to be so that laser eyed baby uh he becomes like kind of attached to it while he's training it to become like to shoot properly with his laser its laser eyes and then mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what happens, but like he wants to adopt it basically. So he tries to because it fails, right? That keeps failing its test. Yeah. And he tries to adopt it and like they find out and then it turns into like a romp where like they're escaping bot while she, he's using the baby's laser eyes to just fucking murder everybody. Just massacre a bunch of like bot security like enforcers and shit. Yeah. Everybody. So like while like there, you're seeing this like kind of father-daughter bonding moment. Uh, it's also just, just blood-stoked. Like just it's like the last like the last five minutes of the first episode of Invincible when he's cutting the Justice League in half, <laughs> yeah. and it's like holy shit, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the plot of the first episode. There's no spoken dialogue at all either. Like this is the one where yeah. like they do it super like Looney Tunes style, where like they just it's all psych gags and like big eyes and over, like over the top expressions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I mean, it was cute. I guess it's too long for like this kind of thing, though. That was the problem with this one. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, I liked it. I love this animation style. I mean, yeah. it, it, it feels very like classic Disney, classic Warner, but yeah. yeah, in that more like violent, well, I guess even like the classic fucking Warner Brothers shit was violent as hell, but you know, know, this is like an unedited, very like, well, like ludicrous, like there's actual blood involved in like what's happening <laughs> on in here. Like, like you, you actually see people's organs and fucking yeah. insides and shit like that when baby laser eyes like fucking shoots a foot wide hole in a dude's chest and there's shit. a lot of that in, the, in these things where like it's pretty fucking gory. I was surprised by how like the level of like that they did animate i mean i guess after invincible i'm not really surprised by anything anymore like that train sequence scarred me i think yeah. <laughs> you know like at this point i'm like yeah were the horse being skeletonized by the fucking piranha <laughs> i was all right with that and that was cool you know what are you gonna do <laughs> it was ben schwartz from parks and rec and have you been watching space force no netflix pretty no. fun i like it yeah it's it's also like an r-rated comedy like it's uh yeah uh, what else is he in? He's been in other stuff too, but I think people would mostly know him from Parks and Rec. He played John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. Oh, he was also in House of Lies. You watched House of Lies, didn't you? Oh, no, you watched House of Cards. It's House of Lies. House of Lies is Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell. I totally watched fucking House of Lies. That show was okay. dope as shit. Got canceled. But like, yeah, it was Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell making fuck faces at each other. It was awesome. I think it was Kristen Bell anyway. Don Cheadle was for sure in it though. Let me, let me look that up. Don Cheadle's in this fucking, well, not in this episode, but later in this series. Yeah, he's in there too. I was surprised that, like, him and Aisha Tyler, that was pretty cool, but it's like, I wish they'd written it too, because it's like this awesome voice talent, and it's still like, I don't, I was like, well, who, what the fuck is this supposed to think? It's, oh, <laughs> we'll get to it. It was, <laughs> it was Kristen Bell. I was right. Don Cheadle, Kristen Bell, Hustle Lies. Awesome show. Okay. For all, the first two seasons were pretty good, anyway. Yeah, I mean, this one's fun. There's not a whole lot to say about it. It's just, it is what it is. It is very, very much, yeah, it's very much an homage to that, you know, very slapsticky, but with the boys level of gore in it kind of thing. The one question I had for you, because you're familiar with the comics and I'm not, is the the big brain dude with the telepathic powers that they kind of have the big standoff at the end. 
is that like a known character from the comics or is that just like some you know stereotypical like big brain fucking hector hammond knockoff dude that they just that they just inserted in here but like it i it's been so long since i actually read the boys comic that like some of it's kind of a little blurry the original comic's way different than what the stories ended up being like in the show at this point because it was like i mean it was garth ennis levels of shit like just tom fuckery in that book like <laughs> it was insane so yeah it was a little different like what what has happened so far mm, okay although at this point like this shit like they actually like the next one actually has like the the, the animation style was very reminiscent of the comic actually really okay let's get yeah. on to the next one then which is sorry the third one was not the oh next okay one. Yeah, the third one's the one that was written by garth ennis so that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah the second one's the justin roland one so yes yeah. the second one is an animated short where pissed off soups kill their parents so mark what is the plot of this episode <laughs> uh in what like they it's, a, it's supposed to be a parody of uh, red band society like have you ever seen that movie no it's a series sorry it's a tv show um is it american teen medical comedy drama television series developed by i don't know it aired on fox 2014 2015 mm, no no idea basically i mean honestly this is a pretty obvious like x-men thing too like you just watch yeah. new mutants it feels like new mutants kind of right we're like yeah. a bunch of parents just fucking drop off their kids at basically, the school because yeah. they don't want to deal with them anymore and they've got like the they've got the shit tier powers too like they don't even have like good superpowers <laughs> they have like i can't remember anymore like the girls Boobie that go face tit face or whatever that was that and, was hilarious and then uh <laughs> ranch dressing cum squirter yeah, um, Kevin Smith was in that episode. Was one of he the played, he played Booby Face? Is that him under the? Yeah, okay, he plays Booby Face. No, he's friends with Kripke. I mean, he's friends with Kripke. That makes sense. They're boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're Vancouver production squad guys, right? Like they both did right, WB right. shows up in Vancouver. So, oh, Christian Slater. I knew I, knew I, I recognized Christian Slater's voice. Uh, yeah, Christian top. Slater. Yeah, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things was in this one too. He played one of the. One of the, he played the the slow mo like the the, the oh, super right. slow. That's the thing I can't remember. All the heroes had like terrible terrible powers. So you basically follow There's these, one that's this group just of, like a tongue. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just a human a human sized tongue. Because I watched the first three, three or four episodes like two or three days ago. Like when you mentioned it to me, I like oh, I'll put it on, and I started watching. I was like, man, this is terrible so far. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, like I got through the first like three or four episodes. Like what the fuck? Why is he making me watch this? Did you watch it already? <laughs> I almost messaged you like, "Have you watched this yet?" It's like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Tim." Um, <laughs> was this a fucking joke? So like, yeah, a couple of them were pretty rough. And then, but I got to, I was going to do this one. And I was like, "Fuck!" Like the first half of it doesn't have the humor that I was expecting it to have from just the moment. Mm. Like it's not funny until they start killing their parents. <laughs> that is hysterical. Yeah, but it's also really dark. Like it's super grim. So like yeah. I felt really weird about laughing. There was a lot of like, oh my god, I feel bad laughing at this. The slow mo, the slow mo power, the slow mo soup guy, like he's getting patted choking on his, his father. Ba- he's slow mo choking his dad to death, but his dad's proud of him, like patting him on the back as his <laughs> neck is slow mo cracking under the pressure of his soup son killing him. Oh my god, his I was dad is like, uh, Keenan Thompson voices his dad too. Yeah, I'm like, I knew that voice too. I'm like, oh god damn it, everybody in this is a voice, right? Like, there's somebody in there for voice cast is crazy. So either way, so yeah, they find out the truth about like what their powers are, which is kind of based on the events of the show, right? They kind of ties into the show there. Yeah. No, no, thanks to the Justin Roiland character papers, 
whose ability oh. is to find <laughs> is to find find specific papers, specific in, papers in a room. And then he can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and then he sucks. And he can't do it. Oh, he, and he's totally doing the fucking Morty voice. <laughs> I I almost after watching that episode was like, you know what, we're not doing this. I'm just gonna watch the Morty again. <laughs> I can't watch any more of this shit. Especially after I got to the poop one. We'll get to that one later. <laughs> I, got, I have yelling to do at you about that one. So <laughs> fuck you too. I have yelling I to do at, at Aquafina about that one. It wasn't even funny. It's fucking no. cringe. Anyway. So yeah, this one was actually kind of fun for them, like in like the in the weirdest, most like perverse way possible. So yeah, yeah. it was super like, dark humor. Like yeah, I mean it was it was Rick and Morty style humor as yeah. well as Rick and Morty style animation. Right? I mean Justin Roiland wrote it. There's like eight episodes of this, and I think three of them were like really good, and like the rest of them was like, what the yeah. fuck is happening here? It really really gives you some insight into how much influence Justin Roiland has on Rick and Morty that it's not like it's not just fucking Dan Harmon, like the Justin Roiland really does put a lot of the, you know, fucking fucked up, twisted comedy, dark, dark comedy into Rick and Morty. I like, I hope they make that. Those two guys make that fucking show. till like, I die. Like, I want that show to be on the air for fucking ever. Cause I love it. Like just at a hundred percent. I know I'm not supposed to fucking like, like identify with it as much as I do. Cause like the, every character in it is a fucking horrible, horrible, terrible person. <laughs> But I love Rick and Morty. It's just like the best shit. It's like the sci-fi I always wanted. It's just like fucking insanity. Here's insanity. Yeah. Have fun with it. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's do this. So yeah, uh, this shit was great though. Yeah, because Justin Rowland is a sick, fucking sick individual who needs to be <laughs> medicated and put away. But I hope he doesn't. That doesn't happen because I'd rather just watch like 400 more seasons of Rick and Morty. So or at least if they do put him away, that they'll still let him write Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah he has to write. <laughs> well, he has to perform too because like I don't think they can do Rick and Morty without him. You can do that over the through. phone. Yeah, absolutely. From, from the prison phones. You can do that shit from an iPhone these days. I'm yeah. sure they can do that. It's fine. So the third episode is I'm Your Pusher. And this one's like written by Garth Ennis. The animation style is based directly on the original Boys comic, which is, I think, was drawn by Derek Robertson, was the original artist on it. I'm sure there's been other artists on other stories later on, but the first original artist from the original stories was Derek Robertson. The first 12 issues. Yeah. He was also the artist, I think, on Transmetropolitan, if you're wondering why that name is familiar, and you are a mm-hmm. foreign guy. He's worked for DC and Marvel, but most famously, his two biggest like runs of stuff are, or most famous kind of runs on non-Marvel and DC stuff are Transmet and this, The Boys Now, with Garth Ennis. That's quite the run. If I could have had that career in the 90s, I'd have been very happy with going from Warren Ellis and then over to Garth Ennis and, you know, back and forth to whatever. Yeah. Not bad. So, yeah, that's, that one is based on, uh, what was the story of this one? Butcher. Oh, is this the drug dealer? Yeah, this is Billy Butcher goes to the Kieran Culkin drug dealer OD. Yeah, so there's a, a drug dealer who deals directly with all the bot superheroes and Butcher confronts him and blackmails him into giving him giving the seven, like, spike drugs basically no it's just the one right the, just the, the one the great wide oh yeah the dude who misses and then tears a hole in the other guy's chest <laughs> as he yes. flies through him yeah and then everybody goes nuts and they start killing each other right yeah apparently this is actually set in the comic book continuity because you have uh, a scene where like uh simon Pegg is the voice of wee huey and he yeah. simon Pegg was who wee huey was based on in the comic and that's why he plays the dad in this. 
because mm. like when they drew when Derek Robertson drew him in the comic, he was based on Simon Pegg because he was a big uh, Shaun of the Dead fan back yeah. then. This is how fuck it. Oh no, sorry, fuck that. Fuck Shaun of the Dead. Fuck Shaun of the Dead. It was space actually. It's not big a fucking fan. He's a British guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, back in the fucking day, two thousand four. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead wouldn't have fucking been out when the boy his first came out, right? So yeah, exactly. So he was a fan of his from fucking space, which I was a fan of his. Too. Like I've known who Simon yeah. Pegg was for a million years. I watched space on fucking PBS or whatever the shit over here. <laughs> and remember, oh, no, BBC Canada. They they were playing it over here, and I was like, I'll fucking watch this yeah. weird like British clerk show. It's cool. Anyway, yeah. So it was cool to have yeah Simon Pegg finally kind of come full circle and be able to voice Huey. This is the first time you get uh, Anthony Stark is back as Homelander. Yeah. Too. Like it was Michael Sarah that voiced the this great wide wonder is the one that, that, yeah. that actually ends up getting like spiked spiked drugs. Is this the one I, uh, who was who did Billy Butcher's voice because that wasn't uh, Jason Isaacs. Oh was it? That's awesome. Yeah. I love Jason Isaacs. <laughs> I, w- I wish he was still around on Discovery. I could use a real captain on that show. Yeah. Even if he was a giant prick. I like Jason Isaacs, though. He's fucking great and everything. Oh, this one was fine. I mean, if you're a fan of the, the Boys comic, like, this is, like, this felt very familiar to me because it felt just like an issue of the Boys comic back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, 100% just felt like 22 pages of that, which is probably what it was. It probably is from the comic, and they've just, like, adapted it to animation. Garth then it's a notoriously lazy man when it comes to, like, <laughs> he can get away with not doing more work. He'll totally do it. But yeah, I, I like, this one was fun. It wasn't, like, my favorite one of the bunch, but I thought it was pretty good. It was good. I liked, I liked the the dog. I want to know when we get fucking Billy Butcher's dog in the TV show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not in the TV show as much as like the the comic, right? They don't play him as much. Yeah, well, he's in he's in the opening of all these fucking diabolical episodes. Shit. I thought yeah. that, was, that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing was just seeing what the dog was doing, boning the what's his name, the bad guy from that the Nubian versus Nubian episode. Yeah, like that title is terrible. <laughs> Where the dog's humping the bad guy doll or whatever, like the yeah. fuck, great. Yeah, it was, and it was Michael Sarah that voiced the Great Wide Wonder, and he his inclination was towards heroin enemas. And that's right. Yeah, there's a scene where yeah, Butcher gives him some stuff to put into the dude's enema, and then he fucking ends up like just jacked as sh- like jacked way the fuck up, and his heart's pounding, and he go. He's his big thing is just he flies fast. Yeah. And he flies around the world, and instead of going through a ring of fire, he ends up going through another soup's like fucking chest, basically, yeah. and just destroying himself, his own body in the process. Yeah, it was pretty dope. And this is like, is <laughs> that whole sequence like him like crashing into a wall and splashing people with blood? Then you see the the fucking huge hole in the dude's chest, and he just coughs up blood. Yeah, and then his whole torso just collapses on itself yeah yeah and splashes cool. blood on the like pretty pretty models that are behind him you know just as just there as eye candy and shit fuck that sequence was brutal it feels like the guys who did the invincible animation did a couple of these yeah this one and i think the last one the, yeah it feels like this one and then yeah the last episode which is the one that actually ties in most closely to the actual live action series yeah which was the other of the three that I really liked. We're going to have to get through a bunch of shit before we get there. So <laughs> the next one, do you have anything else you want to talk about in the uh, Omni Pusher one? I actually like that one. It was okay. Like, like I like that it was Garth Ennis. I like that it feels like the comic too, which was kind of cool. Cause like the, the shows again, like we talked about, like, the show has kind of been like diverged quite 
far from what the, sh- the comic was. Yeah. It's kind of cool to get like a taste of what the comic had been back then. But even so, out of the first three episodes, that was the one that felt the most like the show in tone. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just it, it had a couple of like different kind of characters, kind of thing. Yeah. Like you don't see what that that Jupiter character we haven't seen. Ah, uh, she's they'll be they'll be in season three, I think. I think they're including them in season three. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but I've heard that they're supposed to be in three. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that's going to be in that, actually. Uh, one of the models I know that I've been working with is going to be oh, in nice. that show. Yeah, I, mean, I think it filmed in our neighborhood again. Yeah, it was it shot in Toronto again. She's a Toronto <laughs> girl. So The next one, this one was where it was like a little weird because it's based on like a French thing. Um, Void in 3D. It felt like the sort of the, you know, that triplets of Belleville yes. that was really big. It had really had that kind of animation feel to it, like European style animation. Yeah, absolutely. So this the story of this one is like a guy who's just like a normal like dork, basically lives next to like some like his cute next door neighbor and like wants to date her, but he gets recruited by bot to do like crazy. No, what is he doing? He's like flipping through fucking Instagram. And, like uses one of those like base modification apps, like mm-hmm. the Instagram filter or whatever. Snapchat filter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And like makes him look like Homelander, and they immediately like sends him an ad to say like do you want to really do this for real and like they, he goes into the plot and they give him like what it actually reminded me of was Clayface the yeah, episode, uh, animated series where like he's got the face that makes him kind of manipulatable but it also yep. gives him power so it was a little different like all of a sudden he's super strong and stuff like that too which I thought was a little weird but yeah so he, he starts to like remold his face and all of a sudden he's like super jack superman guy and he goes back and again the girl who's like Every time he sees her, it's for getting out of the car. Some scumbag, apparently, who treats her like shit. And like this time, he actually stops. And like he's like been holding onto a letter that was misdelivered to him for probably weeks because he's a creepy stalker. And he stops now because he's a six six and a half foot tall god. And is like, "Hi, pretty girl, do you want your mail?" And they hook up. But then she finds out that night, or like when she's in there, like after they have sex, being that he's using this stuff. It's like his moisturizer on. It's not really yeah. moisturizer. It's this stuff. And yeah. she turns into a cat girl and they become like the super famous couple and they, they're just boning all the time and they get like, they hook, they're hooked on the stuff and bought sponsors them to be like a power couple, like a superhero team, but they get all into it. Like it's basically heroin and it ruins their lives and shit. How does it end? It ends. They tease you with like, they get back to normal. And he's dreaming about being like skinny, whatever his name was. I can't remember. I guess Boyd. Boyd. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he meets the girl again. and She's normal again. And they kiss and everything's happy. You actually cut back to the bot room where like two people are. One of them was Camille, Camille Nanjiani's fucking voice. And the other was uh, Nassim Pedrad from Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, good for them for having roles, I guess. Oh, Emily Gordon, too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Emily Either V. Gordon way. played the, the woman. Yeah, yeah. At the end of that, and then they realize they put too much compound B in it, and his head explodes in front of them, and that's the end of that. Well, and so. it, the whole the whole thing has they imply the whole thing has been in his head, right? Like, is oh, that is that kind this, of implication? Yeah, is that none of this? It felt to me like I don't know. I guess you could read it either way. They interacted at certain points with the bot characters, like they interact with that redhead chick that's in the show at some point. Yeah, like yeah. She's the one who fires them and stuff. Like, I'm maybe it's all a delusion. Yeah, uh, Ashley. Yeah. I read it as he's going, he goes back in there after the fact that he's all fucked up from the stuff and having had his teeth kicked in by her also, like they've been fighting with superpowers and now he's back to normal and injured and goes back to just see if he can get fixed and then his head blows up, like he's got a ton Yeah, I guess you could read it that way too. Either way, 
I don't know, like that one. That one was. I mean, it was that. This one was super middling to me. I was like, all right, cool, fine. It was fun for a little bit as they got like powered up and yeah. shit. But like, I like I like that style of animation. We should say, uh, Ilana Glazier from Broad City was one of the writers on this with her brother Elliot Glazer and uh, Ilana Glazer, the two writers who are credited in the teleplay. I don't know if Elliot Glazer is like is her husband or her brother, honestly, but I don't know. I don't really know anything about. No, I, I don't. I didn't even watch Broad City. I just kind of know him. Yeah, it was it was it was all right. It was an interesting sort of take on, you know, influencer culture and that kind of thing. I think I think it's her brother. It says she's queer on her. Uh, OK, I don't know. Spouse David Brooklyn. So it's not. Yeah, I guess it's for that's probably your brother. Then. Yeah, I it, it got to borderline furry porn yeah. at one point where she yeah. was like, you know, in the, the, the cat girl. suit. And I mean, they, they full on. You know, give them fucking props. They went like full on fucking new. I mean, they weren't showing like dicks or penetration or anything, but they had like fucking animated tits and butts and shit. So, you know, I mean, I mean at this point, there's no real rating on this stuff anymore because it's streaming, right? right? Yeah, it's streaming. So I mean, they're already cursing up a fucking storm. So, oh, yeah, it's so violent at this point. Like, what? Why not have a pair of tits? Yeah, some, some nice round cartoon titties. I mean, I mean, you know, drawing boobs is every artist loves drawing boobs. So, yeah. More artists should be allowed to draw boobs. The world would be a better place. Yeah. I mean it was it was a little heavy handed in its criticism of influencer culture. Like at one point they're both in a pool together. Yeah, they're both in a pool together, like engrossed in their Instagram while the pool floaties that they're on like drift apart kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like it's a little okay, like okay, I get it, guys. Like <laughs> but either way, I don't know. And that one thing that, that really struck me here and in another episode. This episode used that that Dua Lipa track, Levitating. I was like, shit, that's a like fucking expensive needle drop for an Amazon fucking, you know, f- animated anthology series to fucking be able to afford. So like clearly they put money into the show. Like the animation and everything belies that as well. Like the animation yeah, no, it looks good. Work uh, is all all pretty well done. You know, it's just a, there's some of them that See, I always I wonder like if getting, getting a little pop parts uh, song in your thing means that you like they spent a lot of money, or it just means that, like the label's super desperate to get her shit out there to sell more of her. <laughs> Dually, but does not need fucking help selling I records. Don't <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like I'm, I know who she is. I know she is a singer, but I don't really know anything about her. So, yeah. <laughs> the last concert I saw was Tool. You know, like Dually <laughs> is way outside my wheelhouse. Like, my next concert's fucking. Kujira, like eh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh, now we got to talk about this oh, fucking thing. No. Oh, this no. literal pile of shit. Mark, what is the plot of EFFs? Can I do a dab first? Like, can I just like, on the cam- like on camera or whatever? Like, just I gotta do like three hits real fast. Listen mm. to me, just act a big chunk of lung out. It would probably be better than this actual fucking episode. I'm going to hit some vape. I'm, I'm hitting some vape. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Professional podcasting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good shit. It's lemon. It's like, it's stinging my throat. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. I'm, I'm okay. So, <laughs> Sky, I guess is the main character's name of this short, is the outcast new girl in town. And she gets dragged out by a couple of her friends, quote unquote, just two random girls that she knows, I guess. And they're trying to score some drugs. And they're obviously in one of those states that hasn't legalized marijuana yet. Because 
they have to call some scumbag drug dealer who apparently is also wanted by Aquaman. I can't remember the, the deep, the deep. The that's deep. it. Sorry, the deep. Wanted by the deep because he gets chased Dude, around the by the deep. Is Bill's finger. Yes, that was. I like that shot in the trailer as he's banging somebody. He looks up and he's he's staring at the octopus's asshole to get himself off. <laughs> he's like these sick fucks. It's like it makes the Aquaman jokes like that much worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. So this girl gets picked up by this drug dealer while they're trying to get some marijuana and she gets like basically kidnapped by this dude who drives all over town as he's getting chased by the deep. They get in a car accident and he realizes that like they've crashed into some fish and like the fish will tell the deep what happened and he's fucking all paranoid and going nuts and finally he kicks her out of the car and gives her the weed. But while all this nonsense is happening, she's picked up a vial of compound V mm-hmm. that was on the ground of the car and she hides it and like steals it and gets back to her friends. And there's a subplot about like the this guy. Actually, it's not a subplot. It just happens right there, right? Like the deep catches up with this dude, who's voiced by Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen does a couple of voices in here because he's involved with the show, right? He's the show. Yeah, him and and Evan, Evan Goldberg, Goldberg, I think, are are the showrunners show. of the boys, right? It's their production company. Well, are they show, are they just producing? I thought Tripp, he was show running. Either way, it doesn't I don't matter. Know. Yeah, producing either way. So the deep catches this guy like this drug dealer and ends up feeding him to a shark which was kind of funny yeah. so that was cool and then we got back to Aquafina's character guy who's with her friends and they're smoking up this weed that looks nothing like weed and they haven't ground it up so I don't know what the fuck they're doing but that's fine <laughs> just smoking fucking just buds like yeah like smoking bud like it's gonna that's not gonna work guys <laughs> anyway yeah, she's like she shows them the compound B and they tell her she's full of shit She's not going to take but so she's kind of leery to take it. She goes home or whatever. Like she bails on them because she's sick of that bullshit. And I honestly, I sort of like tuned part of this out at this point because I was just like, this is fucking boring. It took so long to get to the fucking point. Like, yeah. this is like four, min- four minutes in of a 12 or 11 minute episode or something like that. And you still haven't gotten to the fucking main thrust of your thing. This one felt like it was like two hours long to me. Like it felt like yeah, it fucking it's eternal. It's it. um, so finally, she goes home. And I don't know what you're supposed to do with the compound B. I'm, spo- I'm assuming you're supposed to inject it into your veins. Yeah. But she's an idiot and drinks it. <laughs> and then the next day she wakes up thick shit and something weird happens and her poop, <laughs> she farts off the toilet and the poop that comes out of her is alive. <laughs> actually, just talking to her from her stomach, I'm not mistaken, before yeah, that. Actually. Yeah, it tells her, it tells her how to get it out. <laughs> So now there's an anthropomorphic bird running around, and this is not an episode of South Park. I shit you not, Mr. Hankey has not appeared, but it's basically a Mr. Hankey episode now. Mm. And so now she's got like a super powered alive shit. It has an eye. Not on super it. powered. It doesn't have any fucking superpowers. It, it, like it has like eight power. It has like eight power, doesn't it? it does no, something. it says that it has a power and then it fucking like can do the splits or something. It's well, that's probably where I was writing the 48 pages of how much I fucking hate you right now into my phone and then like deleting it right after I wrote it because you made me watch this shit and I was fucking like I hate you and I was like trying to figure out like I've done 300 episodes of this podcast how do I cancel it like right before the 300 episode because I now hate him like I it's hate basically so a poop much. emoji that comes to life like I come to like uh, yeah poop emoji comes to life and it's now Aquafina's best friend 
I feel mm-hmm. like this is like her writing a biography for some reason. I don't know why. <sighs> anyway, no, this is this is some shit that fucking Aquafina got real high and hallucinated, oh, right? It's like she got really fucking high, took a dump, and started hallucinating that it was talking to her. And then like Seth, then Seth Rogen or Eric Kripke or whoever came up to her and said like, "Hey, you want to do this episode of this animated series?" She's like, "I got just the idea." Andy Samberg wrote a beautiful short for this. Oh yeah, it's great, like absolutely gorgeous, like work of art short. Yeah, Aquafina wrote a turd that was animated. Wrote a shit. Wrote a terrible, like so, just completely boring shit joke. <sighs> How bad a comedian do you have to be? to not be able to make fart and shit jokes funny. Honest to God, I would be so embarrassed if I was here after I watched the Andy Samberg <laughs> one. I would just go fucking hide in a hole after it. Because like, he made art, and I made a shit anime. Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck my life. I'm done. Andy Samberg, you're a fucking genius. Yeah. Aquafina, just pray to God Marvel calls you for fucking Shang-Chi too, because I don't... <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, they end up back at Bot, and she leaves the thing there for a, a refurbished iPad and a thousand bucks. And then she decides she's not going to do that. She goes back in there, and the deep is chasing after this little animated turd. The turd that named itself Areola. Yeah, telling her that her mom's name, Georgia, was shitty, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, great. So they escape from Bot again, and they go home, and basically the end of the story is that she's gained the power now that all of her shits turn into little friends for her. So now she's not lonely anymore. She has control over all poop, and she the deep attacks her, and she sends an army of sentient poops at the deep, and that's how she beats the deep. And then, yeah, she's got a bunch of poop friends in her fucking bedroom, which is, you know, not a sanitation issue at all. I totally blocked that entire thing that you just described to me happening. And I just watched this, this like this afternoon. I completely fucking forgot that there was like an action sequence in there because it was so inane. That whole period was so inane. Yeah. And then, yeah, that she's sitting around and like, what is basically like, I'm not even like, I'm not a germaphobe, but I wanted to throw up the thought of that many little <laughs> like animated shits crawling around her stuff. Yeah. Like, I wanted to fucking vomit. Run her bread spread and stuff. I was like, ugh. <laughs> This this feels like the hallucination of a hoarder, right? A hoarder who like is one of those people that just like takes shit or shits around their houses and just like covers them up with newspaper because they don't want to get rid of them, right? And, and this is they're hallucinating that those turds are their fucking friends and that's why they don't want to put them in the toilet. Well, the next episode is called Nubian versus <laughs> Nubian. Basically, what we're saying is this Aquafina episode is just Emmy bait. It's just gonna yeah. be winning. All sorts of awards. I don't. I, it's just a, just a masterpiece of modern cinema, if ever there was one. I hate you, by the way. Like, <laughs> I would have never even known this thing had gotten made. I probably would never have watched this if I had, you hadn't mentioned it to me this week. We talked. We've talked about this animated series. It just got it dropped kind of quietly, though. I was never going to watch it, though. I had no interest in like anything. Like, I completely blanked on it. I had no idea yeah. it was happening. Anyway. The next one is Nubian versus Nubian. So, <laughs> Aisha Tyler, who just has one voice, right? Like, she just does. Yes. I can't remember her character's name from Archer now. Lana. Oh, my God. Lana, Lana from Archer. Yeah. Oh, Lana yeah. So, just does Lana Kane. That's the one voice she can do. She does it so well. <laughs> she does it great, yeah. Uh, so, 
Aisha Tyler and Don Cheadle are a superhero couple, both called like Prince Nubian and Nubian Queen or some bullshit like that. It's uh, Nubia and nu- Nubian Prince, I think. Whatever. Is the other uh, everything, dude, yeah. It's supposed to be clearly supposed to be Black Panther. Everything we just said makes me feel so fucking racist for saying it. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's proper or not. You know what I mean? Like, I feel John Cheadle was involved. I feel like I'm cool with that, too. Yeah, yeah I'll accept that. Still feels weird saying Nubian this much. But either way, they are a superhero couple and they have a baby together eventually. And at this point, their young daughter basically just sitting there watching them bitch at each other constantly as they fight like every married couple and every fucking TV show does. Yeah, they're about to get a divorce. They're about to get a divorce, and she, and the daughter, who's way smarter than she probably should be for her age, and they should have it's gotten like eight tested, years old, I think. Yeah, devises a plan to get their old nemesis, their her mom and dad's old nemesis, to attack them again, so that they'll fall back in love the way they did originally when they first met, which was also scripted by Vought. Yeah, that we find out at like later. That the supervillain that attacked them initially was like paid by Vought to do all this stuff. And now she goes back to that guy to get them to do all this for real again so they fall in love again and they stay together. That's John DiMaggio, who is yeah, Groundhog. Groundhog. Which this, makes, I don't know why. I mean, I guess he does have wings, but I don't know why you call a character that has hammers for hands Groundhog. I feel like you should probably refer to the hammers. As part of the supervillain name, yeah, he's like the anti Wolverine, basically. Yes, yeah. the blunt force trauma Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even have hands; he has hammers <laughs> instead of hands. I do like that they like make reference to that as like I can't fucking do anything with these things. Like, yeah, he can't even pee properly. He breaks his door trying to get it open. He can't even fucking open a can of soda and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she goes over to his house. And there's about 14 jokes about him being a pedophile in here. Yes. Yeah, the, the daughter is going to like bl- basically blackmails him into yeah. going and like, you know, trying to fight his parents to or her parents to get them back together yeah. and says like, she'll call him a pedo. If she doesn't, if he doesn't do it. So he's like, fine, fuck it. I'll do it. And they, he goes to attack and they get into a fight. And instead of, them they, they kind of rekindle their relationship but they also fucking brutally murder him if i'm not mistaken yeah because they overhear something about him, him being a pedophile him yeah being a pedophile and they just fucking I, they don't show that he gets beaten to death but it's heavily implied that they yeah beat him they beat him to death <laughs> and then so the daughter at this point realizes that like they're super toxic and the next day they're basically like coming back together and they're they've already started fighting again like the next day because they're clearly not supposed to be together. They fucking hate each other. Yes. And the daughter finally like comes to realize that this is like what should be happening and brings the divorce papers out and says she wants her motherfucking pony. And I'm assuming this girl's going to show up in season three as like a super genius, super villain or something like that. <laughs> that. I would pay for that. This was the episode so far that felt the most like it was something that kind of could have happened in the TV show universe, right? I was actually disappointed they didn't just get Aisha Tyler and Don Cheadle to do this episode as an episode of <laughs> season three because it yeah. would have been fine. It would have been a fine subplot to do. Would have been a fun, yeah, fun filler episode or something, right? Don Cheadle can't be in in a superhero thing like live mm. action, though, right? Yeah, probably not. Right? Probably yeah. do some. I'm surprised they let him do a voice. We actually to be fair with you, Disney yeah. generally he might not be under contract, right? Actually, no, he must be. Armor Wars is like right around the corner, and you know he's the lead of that. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, 
this one was fine. Yeah, it was it was like uh boondocks style animation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did appreciate that Nubian Prince had named his balls Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I laughed at that. Right. Yeah, this one was pretty fun. Uh it like I said it felt more connected to the TV show universe. That was the one thing though, it was just really a mixed bag in terms of like the way that they marketed this, they kind of made it the series made it feel like it was kind of all going to be related to the the TV show. But some yeah. of it clearly isn't really, or is very tangentially, very tenuously related to the show. Yeah. This also had a fucking Lil Nas X track on the credits that also wouldn't have fucking come, come cheap. They played fucking old town road at the, the end there. I was like, wow, they really fucking paid for some needle drops. In this <laughs> Maybe show. They spent some money. I don't know. That's good for them. I mean, they made, I mean, Amazon got the money. Yeah, they must have paid some fucking money for the talent, talent. that they got, the yeah. voice talent, right? Don Cheadle doesn't work cheap, you know, so. Yeah. Neither does John DiMaggio, apparently. No, apparently not. <laughs> I mean, Oakland Walt doesn't work. Actually, that's a lot of Disney people, like a lot of Marvel people in this. Like, yeah. two. I mean, there's two, but actually, no, Aquafina, I guess. <sighs> Better for worse. Don't bring that up. Yeah. Anyway, the next one, John and Sun Hee. John learns that his wife, son, he only has days to live before succumbing to pancreatic cancer. In desperation, he gets a taser gun from a pawn shop for going to work at Bot. He's a janitor for Bot. Yeah. He lies and tases a guard and steals his shit, like his bad stuff, in order to steal a serum, which is probably just compound B again, yeah. to cure Sunny. She He goes back to the hospital and gives her the, the shot, and Sunny recovers and is able to escape with John. Like she, like she gets her cancer goes into remission like very suddenly because it's become basically alive. The compound V in this tends to turn things alive, which is not something that's ever done in the comics or uh, show so far. Like all of a sudden, yeah. like birds are coming alive, cancer comes alive all of a sudden in this yeah. one. Really weird. It's almost like Andy Samberg and Aquafina were given like basically the same assignment, and one of them aced it, and the other yeah. one shit the bed. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, this yeah again, this is the episode that was written by Andy Samberg. So, so they escape, uh, and she's like developed some kind of like it's a very anime esque like tentacle that will like stop them from getting shot or like very Akira y very Akira absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it it starts like grabbing people and eating them and stuff like that, stopping bullets and shit, and it's stopping bullets and whatever. So they they're taking off, and as they're like halfway up the road, and they're like fleeing from everybody and the cops are coming after them she forces him to pull over something's going wrong she gets out of the van and like all of a sudden like the cancer baby or whatever the fuck this thing's the supposed tumor, to be yeah. the tumor yeah like escapes her body and starts to just like attack and like grab and consume everything that it can like any living matter around it kind of thing like it grabs mm-hmm. a bear and shit like that and it's grabbing like bot soldiers or whatever come after them and it's grabbing them and eating them and all that kind of stuff and it's like growing also like it's kind of turning into like a giant kaiju as it is like it's in the middle of the forest and stuff. Yeah. Again, very Akira E. A very Akira E. It's like a, it's a big amoeba. Huge. Yeah, exactly. Giant amoeba with tentacles and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's just growing uncontrollably. So as they're, they're the two of them are running, like John and Sun are, Suni are running, she realizes that like she's got some kind of power that can stop it. Like he's getting attacked and he's rushing her on. He's just got a gun that he's grabbed off one of the soldiers and he turns. And the thing attacks him and it stops because she's got some kind of special power now that 
she can kind of control it because it's still like part of her technically yeah Yeah. came from her shoes him away and then it it just just finishes with her like you know going back to fight a little bit of a moment where she's like like this is our fucking fault we can't just leave like i have to go deal with this and then she goes in to fight it and it kind of ends with like her probably dying in the battle of cancer alone really because you it's the same story as everything else come into this life alone you fucking leave it alone and she's fighting her cancer alone so there you go yeah. uh and that's kind of the end of that episode this is the best one in the bunch this is like a piece of fucking art in the middle of a bunch of shit this is i think this was my favorite too yeah uh, the, the animation on this is beautiful it is like south oh, yeah. korean style animation because like uh, john and soon here are clearly korean characters yeah it was and it was just nice you know the boys is is so pessimistic and i get that that's like the tone of it and everything but it was really nice it's nice every once in a while to have a single reminder that there are still some genuinely good people in this world like i mean in in the tv show it's huey and starlight right like yeah they're the they're the shining lights amongst the fucking just pile of assholes and fucking pricks and shit like that and so it's nice john and soon he here are the shining lights of diabolical <laughs> This is what I, I even recommended to Paul. Paul was asking me, like, what are you doing for the episode this week? And I was like, oh, we're doing that boys animation. He's like, how are they? I'm like, the Aquafina one is a choice. But, oh, there's one that, but, they, but I recommended that he watch the Andy Samberg one specifically because it was actually, like, excellently made. So, and it's yeah. like 10 minutes long and it totally wraps itself up. It's really good. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you're not going to, if you don't watch any of these at all, like, and you just want to watch one of them, like, just watch that one. That's the fucking shining star of these things so if i had one criticism of this one it would be that like it is a bit on the nose in terms of like a metaphor for oh, battling yeah. cancer right it's like you know in the end you know soon he is very much like i want to go out on my own terms fighting yeah. the cancer that kind of thing so it, you know that that's a little heavy-handed but it is what it is after an army of shits <laughs> I'll take heavy handed. Well, you, d- you didn't. You didn't understand the metaphor in that one, Mark. <laughs> yeah, she was lonely and she had to make her own friends. I understood the metaphor. <laughs> so the next one actually has real talent in it. So like Elizabeth Shue, Dean Carlos Zero is in there. A bunch of like actual, you know, Anthony stars back as Homelander. This one's one plus one equals two. The Homelander, which is basically the origin of Homelander joining the Seven, or like yeah, this World's Justice League, like Proto Seven kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And he's teamed up with Black Noir. We haven't really had a much, like, he's the silent guy on the team. He's dead now, I'm pretty sure, right? By season, like, as we're going into season three, have they killed him yet? Uh, I don't think so. I know a fight with Maeve, Maeve, Lady Maeve, or whatever at one point, but I don't remember exactly what happened to him. I might have to, like, screen Maeve? Sure. I don't know. The character names at this point are escaping me also. When was the, when did that show happen? It's been like a year since that last season, right? Now more than that, I think. Yeah, I'm starting to forget. I should rewatch it before the season starts. That's not till July. Yeah. Anyway, so it's basically they are teamed up, and like the first part of the episode is really like him like meeting the team, and you meet Adeline Stillwell, who was Elizabeth Shue's character on the show, and she's kind of it's the beginning of her grooming him to be her like protege slash like butt boy, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he sent off. The two of them are sent off on a mission to, like, there's a hostage situation at a chemical plant, and they're sent in to, like, what are you laughing at? Just just what happens? Is he fucking just, like, he's the worst at this? Like, 
He's the absolute. <laughs> he makes the Batman that we just watched look like a fucking professional. Let's just put it that way. Makes just him look super like the most competent hero ever. Yeah, he he looks like 1999, like Bat God in DC Comics. Like, oh, I survived No Man's Land, Batman, in comparison, basically, yeah. to this fucking joke of a <laughs> Homelander here, who's a complete pointless mook. Yeah, exactly. He's like the, you know, the Superman that's just fucking useless, right? Because like yeah. he he does like the Superman, like bend all the gun barrels kind of thing, but he doesn't take the guns away from the fucking villains. And so they're just like, I can still pull this trigger and it's still going to fuck this dude up. It's just not going to be as clean yeah. as it would have been otherwise. And then Homelander's like, well, I can heat vision it and make it hot. He's like, no, there's fucking bullets in there. And then it blows up. <laughs> explodes yeah. and blows up the fucking tear the you know kidnapper's hand as well as the hostage's fucking head blows the guy's head off basically with like <laughs> shrapnel from the gun exploding um yeah so he's in there dealing with this hostage situation where he's he's fucked everything up everybody's hurt <laughs> he just kills everyone basically he gets so frustrated yeah like he's breaking everybody's necks he pulls the one like the terrorist girl's face off and shit. he pulls her whole fucking lower jaw off yeah that's brutal yeah that was rough and then she just collapses and like she's already he's already punched he's trying to tell everybody else like no everything's okay while he's still holding her jaw yeah holding her jaw yeah he's terrible at this and then like black noir has been standing there the whole time just watching him fuck up too like he knows like basically he turns around and sees black noir standing outside like just being like yeah you suck at this and i own you now (laughs) yeah so instead of ratting him out though black noir helps him kill any witnesses that are left and kind of coaches homelander on what to say to the media there's a scene afterwards of madeline stillwell again like kind of saying like oh you did you did the right thing and him kind of realizing that like maybe black noir is kind of on his side maybe i mean black noir is on his own side right like yeah. <laughs> you know he just he just thinks that he can it's it's better for him to keep homelander around than to get him on his bad side yeah he probably doesn't want to piss off the superman analog in his world because yeah. he's yeah. the batman analog and that fight doesn't usually go super well for that guy so i mean it only goes well in the dc universe because like writers happen in the real world it's because batman gets a lot of plot armor yeah that that shit doesn't (laughs) exist in the other universes he usually gets turned into a (laughs) bloody fucking smear by the guy who can turn his eyes into laser beams so yeah (laughs) uh yeah that was the end of that this one this one was good in terms of like how it actually tied into the fucking show like i liked that it was like kind of him in his early days as homelander like kind of seeing him like he was always this insecure kind of putz he was never good at it his motivation has clearly become corrupted over time, right? Because yeah, also that, at this, yeah. At this point, you know, he it sounds like he he seems like he really does want to do good oh. in the world, but yeah. he just isn't good at it, and he's just a fucking lazy, insecure asshole, and he's not willing to put in the work to be good. He would rather just do a half-assed job and fucking, like, cover shit up when he fucks up. I find it interesting uh, that they drape him in the red, white, and blue, and he's, like, just the most apt commentary on america <laughs> right as a whole that i've ever fucking seen on a tv show yeah he thinks he's amazing but he's actually fucking mediocre <laughs> that mediocre is being generous to this fucking fussy <laughs> useless piece of shit yeah uh, who's probably gonna get his fucking dick handed to him by jensen ackles repeatedly over the course of the coming season because you know it's just gonna be him getting fucking like pant constantly by jensen ackles until like they kill jensen ackles at the end of the season or whatever I don't know mm. what the plot actually is. I'm just assuming that that would be so satisfying to watch Homelander just get his fucking ass handed to him by a Captain America analog a bunch of times. <laughs> As a Marvel fan, trust me, it'll be very <laughs> satisfying. 
Anyway, even if he is a big prick, <laughs> I've dealt with Ultimate Captain America before. You know, he was a racist asshole in those books. I'm ready for it in here. So <laughs> that's kind of like these eight that's episodes of yep. whatever this is, Diabolical, an animated yep. short something. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the, the biggest things to note about the whole series for me is one, we've already mentioned like the cast that they've got for these things is just fucking insane. I mean, you know, they're shorts. These are half of these people probably fucking recorded this shit in their bathroom at home or whatever. Right. Or their little, like their little garage sound studio kind of thing. Oh yeah. Most of them are like voice, like regular voice working people, even like Andy Samberg does that kind of stuff on the side all the time. So yeah. Yeah. They probably all have like a little, like basically the same setup we have. They just sit down and do the thing. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little more soundproofing or whatever. Yeah, that's what Christy has. We've seen her do the same thing, basically. Just surround in her closet. Yeah, in a closet surrounded by uh, soundproof, soundproofing blankets, basically. Um, yeah, it looks yeah. like my drum room, technically. Really, I could do that. I've got all those fucking things for drums, but yeah, I use those for drums, not for this shit. So, um, yeah, no, I like I had a good time with it overall. Like, it wasn't like, I mean, that one episode really like, yeah, fucks things real bad, eh? It does it really just fucking leaves us nowadays? Yeah, they, I think they kind of like buried it there on purpose, right? They're like, all right, we'll like kind of start off the latter half of the you know, series with this just to just to burn it kind of thing. Yeah, because like right in the middle and like we're going to follow it up immediately with like something more entertaining. Like the yeah. next one is like Aisha Tyler and uh, um, Cheeto. So you're like, oh, yeah, those, yeah. that's, you know, talent. <laughs> yeah. She's going to do something worthwhile with the time as opposed to animating poop. Yeah, I mean, it's a mixed bag, but I think it's a mixed bag on purpose, right? Like it's, yeah, I kind of do like this format in general. It's a nice change compared to, you know, so much of what we review are long form 40 minute plus episodes, season long or more arcs. Yeah, you know, and that's what we're used to, especially with comic book series over the past fucking like it feels like almost 10 years at this point, right? Yeah, like all genres kind of gone that way. Like we were watching Star Wars, Star Trek everything that we watch has become these like 12 episode serialized shows. Yeah. Right. There, so. was, there was that star Wars visions, right. That was all different anime styles, which I, I, I still haven't got through. I, I want to go back and watch that. I just keep forgetting about it. This kind of harkens back to like the animatrix or like Gotham Knight or like doing that kind of like interstitial yeah. piece with animation. It's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a tradition amongst American studios to do this and then ignore it after the fact, basically, you know what I mean? Like they do these kinds of things all the time. The Animatrix didn't, well, to to possibly its detriment, did tie in certain parts of the yes. Animatrix to the later movies, as we talked True. about when we did those movies. But the Animatrix, like all of those stories, felt at home in the larger movie universe. Some of these absolutely fucking do not. Like, I mean, there's the one that they completely acknowledge that said in the comic continuity kind of thing, yeah. right? So, which is the one that feels like it would fit on the show, like probably the second best after that last yeah. episode you know what i mean yeah. like that's an episode of the show like they should just do yeah that so. one the nubian versus nubian one and yeah. and then the last one one plus one equals two yeah yeah absolutely and so like but then you know you get like ones like the i mean the fucking you know one the the rick and morty oh style God. one like that just feel even you know more it's hard to say but even more goofy and outlandish than the boys normally is yeah i i kind of wonder but then you know they they sometimes you know they had the fucking voice actor the actor that plays the deep voice 
the deep in that fucking Aquafina episode. So yeah. like they're clearly trying to tether some of this shit together in some ways. And I mean, this is just me, the fucking continuity nerd nitpicking kind of thing. But so, yeah, like I'm glad they got everybody to come in and do their own voices, though. Like they didn't get like, except for uh, Jason. Butcher. Yeah, yeah, they except had for Billy Butcher. They had everybody kind of come back from the show. But I think that was maybe purposeful because that yeah. one was like the one that was like, this is the comic book universe. Yeah. That's why we've got we Huey voiced by Simon Pegg, who looks nothing like Huey in the series, right? Yeah, absolutely. It looks a lot like Huey's dad, though, in the yes, series. It does look so. a lot like Huey's dad. Like, I'm just left thinking, like, what the f- what would happen if we had booby face or like the dude with the searing hot testicles show up in season three of the boys? You know, Kevin Smith would love to do that cameo where he just has tits attached to his face, right? Like, you fucking know he would do that. He's lost enough weight that he could probably do it now. Yeah, he looks pretty good. <laughs> he was on TV this week. I watched him review Batman. He looks fine. He's yeah. doing well. Yeah. So it was interesting, but it was just kind of weird that they really sort of marketed this as being so closely tied to the streaming series. And then maybe half of it didn't really feel like it would mesh with that series at all. Yeah, absolutely. For what it is, the production value in general is high. They clearly fucking spent money on this. The animation quality is all good for the style of animation that they're trying to achieve there are a couple of the animation styles that i'm just not crazy about like that fucking kitty anime style for the aqua like even even the style of that i was just like right off the bat was like i don't want this fucking like steven universe fucking bullshit and keep it away from me as soon as they started doing like the the trophy anime like the the teardrop that indicates like shame or whatever like that i was like uh yeah, that's All that's right. so much of why I can't get into so much anime. It's just that shit just takes me right the fuck out of it, just because I'm not everything, used to it. You got to kind of like look for the stuff that doesn't like. That is the lower tier of yeah. anime, right? Like, there's the fucking yeah. like Miyazaki artistic the stuff anime that tier. Us watch really, where it's like, yeah, like even the, like the that last one we watched, that fucking weird like psycho thriller thing that he made me watch. Like that was so high end in terms of the animation quality. There were none of those tropes. Like the animation tropes didn't exist in that. And I think mm-hmm. I, I commented on that when I was like, when we did the episode, where I was like, oh, it's weird when I watch these ones where all the goofy, like, shorthand kind of animation shorthand that anime does, it's like kind of specific to anime, like the teardrop and that kind of thing, doesn't mm-hmm. exist in the high end stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and if it does, it's they're joking about it, like they're making fun of it by doing it, right? Because yeah. they probably, it's probably an internal, like, shit talking kind of thing we're like yeah we're the high-end guys who do like miyazaki movies and you're doing garbage yeah so that kind of stuff but yeah most of the animation looked pretty good like i was pretty happy with it overall i always yeah. like kind of seeing little shorts and weird styles and stuff like that i actually would have kind of like i would have wished they would have gone a little bit more bizarre it'd be something even stranger than that so the, the nice that's one of the things with the nice that, that short like the light bite size format too is that you know you can focus more on doing really high quality animation because you're not having to do it like feature length or even like full episode length right you can like just be like we're gonna do this 10 minutes or whatever really well and we're not gonna you know we can spend that extra bit of money on it because it's only a short little bit so yeah absolutely but yeah that was pretty much everything i had did you was there anything else in particular you wanted to call out that we haven't already mentioned no, I think I brought up all the, like the kind of trivia stuff about like who was playing who and who was in it 
Um, they obviously spent a lot of money getting the cast on it. Like, this is good. I don't know if I'd recommend it unless you're like really into the boys. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta kind of be like diehard boys fan, which like who's a diehard boys fan? I guess. Right? <laughs> and there are. It, it's one of those series that when it's airing, people are all fucking talking yeah, about it, true. and then people just kind of forget about it. Like they're, you know, it's not like. Star Wars or Star Trek or the Marvel series or something like that, yeah. where like people are like, that was great. You know, let's make a bunch of fucking memes about it. And, yeah. you know, it sticks around in the public consciousness. Like when the boys seasons aren't airing, it's just almost like it doesn't exist kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of on Amazon. They should be doing more with it as a friend. Like this is, this is a good step to doing yeah. more with it as a franchise. And I don't like, honestly don't know that I need it to be around all the time. Like it's not the kind of thing that like, it's pretty dour. You know what I mean? Like, I don't always need my superheroes to be like giant fuckholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice change of pace, but yeah, it's not something that you want. I mean, they are trying to seemingly make a universe out of this. Cause there's also yeah. that like teenage focus series that spin off. That's uh, apparently yeah. coming as well. So yeah, I don't know that I want them to do a, you know, Star Trek, like let's have, the boys be around all oh, the time like all kind of situation. Oh my yeah. god, no. Especially not given the quality of that. <laughs> Alright, well, do you want to just uh, give this guy a rating out of 10 and your final thoughts? Oh man, I guess I'll give it like a... Oh, fuck, it's so hard. Some of it's really good. Some of it's like just fucking abysmal. <laughs> yeah. So like like the Andy Samberg one, I give like a 9 out of 10 because it's a nice little like piece of kit. You know what I mean? Like a good 10 minutes, well spent yeah. kind of thing. Well written good voice acting the animation is beautiful yeah those, i mean the voice actors they got for that one we didn't even mention are like yeah, big korean voice actors and then there's the aquafina one that i would give a zero like it's just <laughs> the worst shit i've ever had to sit through no pun intended some pun intended mm, <laughs> anyway so i guess i'll give this like a six out of ten like it's above average but not by much really you know what i mean like it mm. does its job i think i think maybe m- more was being nicer about it probably a seven but like yeah in that six or seven range like it was fine yeah yeah i mean for me i i in, got some enjoyment out of all of them except the aquafina one and so i i think i would give it like a seven and a half out of ten overall i think it would have been yeah definitely probably would have been at least a half point if not a full point higher if not for that fucking aquafina bullshit but uh it definitely had some some fresh takes it had a lot of laughs, and as you said, some of them were very uncomfortable laughs, but they were they were yeah. laughs done the same. Lots more of that crazy gore that we've come to expect from the boys, and and some cartoon titties. Yeah, yeah. I, that being said, I I don't think I really need a second season of this. I think I'd be happy with this as like a one off. That was my last question for you. Is like, do you want more of this? Like, would you watch another season Meh. of this? Like, I don't really care. I think we've done everything we need to do. There's not that many other animation styles that I would be really interested in seeing them explore. Like, I think they've yeah. kind of covered all the bases here. So it would just kind of, it would feel, end up feeling like a rehash, I feel like. Yeah, I think it'd feel like more of the same if you kept yeah. going. On. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's it's a decent way to, you know, just wet people's whistles for the third season, bridge the gap, because, you know, we've been talking about during the whole, during all of COVID is, you know, a lot of these animation products got pushed forward because you can do animation in a way that's COVID safe and you don't have to have the actors in the same room and all that kind of thing. And so, you know, if this is the kind of thing like this and shit like Invincible are the kind of things that we're getting as a result of that, then cool. I mean, it's it's an interesting side by, you know, byproduct of the COVID era of media. 
I can't wait for more Invincible. Like, just <laughs> right in my eyes. And, you know, that's one of those things. Who knows if we ever would have got that series. I mean, I guess it was in development. Was it in development before? Coming? Yeah, it yeah. totally was. Yeah. But, uh, Kirkman have been talking about it forever. So. Or if they would have given it the same money and attention uh, that they did <laughs> yeah. if COVID had not happened, right? Like, if it, they would have marketed it as heavily because there was just nothing else coming out. So they were like, all right, well, we've got nothing else. So let's just fucking put a bunch of marketing money behind this Invincible series and hope that it worked. And it did. So. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. All right. With that, we can move on to our final segment, which is Geek Cred, where we just recommend something for you to check out that we think you might like. Mark, what's your Geek Cred for this week? Well, I was going to recommend this bundle for Ukraine, but apparently it ends in like five days, so I don't know what the fuck that's going to be like in terms of us getting this episode out. But if you Mm -hmm. hear this uh, before 17th? March 17th, yeah, of 2022, because this podcast will exist in perpetuity, we're in the middle of the fucking invasion of Ukraine by Russia, for context's sake, if you're five years in the fucking future, or 50 years in the future. <laughs> I hope there's a 50 years in the future where some idiot has decided to listen to our take on the animated boys <laughs> anthology. Where some head in a jar is just bored, and is like, what's this? It would be me. Me, like, I'm gonna go listen to my glory days, <laughs> head in a jar. Anyway, the bundle for Ukraine is basically you're getting like 900 fucking, like, cool indie projects like steam games and stuff like that including celeste which was like a big indie game last year like one of the games of the year a uh, year or two ago and you can basically pay like 10 bucks for it and you're getting like 900 little cool things like thought experiment video games and all right down to full games like celeste that like that's a full fucking run of games um what else is in here oh Towerfall, dark world like lots of cool mini like indie stuff that's been coming up the last couple of years shattered planets in here Powerful Ascension is in here. Um, they Bleed Pixels is in here. Some like like highly reviewed stuff in the last couple of years in terms of like indie games and like stuff that would pop up on Steam for ten bucks or whatever. Nice. All of it here for ten bucks, like nine hundred pieces of software for ten bucks, basically. And it's all going for the cause of helping Ukraine out. Hopefully, they'll like be up this bundle after the fact, and everybody can get it. They were trying to raise five million dollars. As I'm writing this, they're at four point seven million, basically. Paul and I have both bought it. Uh, everybody should go spend the $10 and get all this stuff because it's like way too much software and uh, it's going to a good cause. So there you go. Thanks. My gate card for this week is Afterlife Season 3, which dropped on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. So the the Ricky Gervais series, it is, it's getting less depressing. It is yes. still, I mean, it's still a Ricky Gervais series latter day ricky gervais series so but uh if you are in the mood for some ricky gervais dark humor definitely check it out mm-hmm. i i've been enjoying it i'm about i think i'm almost at the end i'm like five episodes in and there's only one left but i just i feel like every time i watch anything ricky gervais does and this goes even back to eh, the office but to a greater extent extras i just feel like he's got one of the most accurate takes on sort of the human condition overall of any TV writer. And I I am constantly remiss to remember that he seems to have nailed Patrick Stewart <laughs> like back then, you know, like that fumbly, like douchey version of himself that he played. I think that's the real guy. And I think even <laughs> he didn't really realize it because that's what Picard feels like is like that guy getting to make a TV show about how Picard is like basically him as like the badass from space. Yeah, like that's what that show is, and I'm like, oh, Ricky Gervais <laughs> understood. Even in like 2002, Patrick Stewart yeah. should not be trusted with a pen. Don't yeah. let him write his own stuff. 
it never turns out well. And not only the series that he wrote for himself kind of thing, but like he did, uh, what is it? Life is too short mm-hmm. with, oh, I can't remember that, that uh, actor's name, but the guy that played uh, wicket in, or played Willow and then played Wicket in uh Yeah yeah. Oh man. Now see that's that's the name you should remember, not me. It is. It's on my side of the street. It's a Star Wars. Yeah. Uh Warwick Davis. Yeah, Davis. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that series was great. Who's like, coming back, right? Like that shows isn't Willow happening? Willow. Like we're getting a new Willow soon. Sequel prequel. Sequel, I think, yeah. 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 And the shit that he did with the podcast and the Carl Pilkington stuff and mm-hmm. all of that. Like he just, he really has a way of drilling down to sort of the core of what makes people human without like just stripping away all like the, you know, cause he's an atheist, like all the religious bullshit and stuff like that. And like, you know, what it means to exist as a human being without all of that to, you know, make you be a good person kind of thing. Yeah, I like the trick. Ricky Gervais is like stand up is some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. It's not even like stand up really. It almost feels like, like when you used to listen to like George Carlin, it felt more like you were getting a philosophy lecture with some mm. laughs in the middle of it than an actual yeah. like comedy bit or whatever. Blues Box like that now too. Although I still Blues Box is fucking hilarious. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah I I gotta sit down and watch that. I, I started the first season. And was like, oh, I'm too depressed for this already. <laughs> like it was too dark for me at the time and i just never went back to it so you gotta be in the right mindset for it yeah absolutely and i love ricky gervais's stuff like i'll watch his stand-up like as soon as they pop up on netflix I'm like fuck that's what i'm doing tonight like that's my first thing mm-hmm. i love his stuff but uh his shows tend to be like dour well especially the last couple like Derek and, yeah. and now afterlife are both like yeah they bring up with a lot of a uh, a lot of emotion for sure so yeah yeah i'm too 40 years old for this shit at this point <laughs> you know what i mean so fair. yeah fair enough but that is it for this week. So thank you very much for listening. If you would like to tell us what you thought about Boys Presents Diabolical, except the Aquafine episode. Don't talk to us about that. We never want to talk about that ever again. You can talk to us about the rest of it or anything else that we mentioned on the podcast this week on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dance podcast. You can tweet at us at DRD underscore podcast. You can tweet at me directly at DRD underscore Tim. You can tweet at Mark at m underscore roulette you can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com and if you are not already subscribed to the podcast you can do so on apple Podcasts, google podcasts stitcher spotify and most places that podcasts can be found with that we will say farewell until next week say goodbye mark have a good one everybody this is tim saying i don't know i just can't get that fucking poop walking poop emoji out of my head it's going to take a while and some scrubbing. I hate you, Tim. And Aquafina voiced the fucking poop too. And that says a lot. I hate you, Tim. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs>